Have you considered leasing or purchasing a commercial space to open a studio, but always find the cost prohibitive or perhaps the location is just never quite right? Our guest today found the same problem. And so she decided to come up with a creative solution, a mobile studio, which she has had built from the ground up for a fraction of the price of a storefront. Tune in to today's episode to learn all about it, including a breakdown of the costs, the important considerations to make in terms of sizes and requirements, plus how what best uh, client experience looks like. Just quickly, before we get into this episode, though, I did want to let you know that our workshop this month is co-hosted by Angela Schneider, and together we'll be walking you through all the steps to supercharge your SEO so that you rank higher on Google. If you're keen for more organic bookings, definitely join us for that workshop on the 27th of September. For now, though, let's dive into this interview with Beth. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell and today you're here with Beth Alexander of Unleash Pet Photography. Welcome to the club, Beth. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, we're just having a little giggle because we pressed um, a play on recording and then uh, the postman went fast and the dogs went crazy as always in every pet photographer's house. So. Yeah. But now we are good to go and we are going to get straight into this interview. So I've got you on the show today because I think you have a pretty unique service that you're offering with your pet photography, something we definitely don't see much, if at all. Um, And so before we dive into that, I would just love, Beth, if you could give a little introduction into who you are, um, what your business is and where in the world you are based. So uh, as you mentioned, my name is Beth Alexander, and um, I am a pet photographer in Canada in the province of Ontario. My services are provided inside a mobile studio that I uh, built inside of a cargo trailer. And I've been in, I've been doing pet photography for over six years now. And the mobile studio was uh, pre-COVID purchase (laughs) and uh, has been going uh, since. So that's kind of the story behind the studio. (laughs) All right. All right. So you can't just drop that um, in there like it's a normal thing. Like, oh yeah, I have a mobile studio because I think it's not that common. I mean, I have seen a couple of pet photographers who specialize in dog shows that have this kind of thing, but that's not what you're doing with your mobile studio, is it Beth? No, I um, basically, instead of having, you know, renting a space for studio photography, um, I decided to convert the cargo trailer and have the studio inside the trailer, which I bring to my client's home. I park right in front of their house and we have the session inside the cargo trailer and that's it. We actually do everything inside. So I do um, the session I do the viewing and the purchasing appointment. So everything happens all at once during their session. 
So I don't do shows, um, although, you know, maybe someday, but uh, I do small events, uh, but pretty much mostly just client pet photographers in the studio right now. Okay, so I'm going to make a note and come back to the fact that you said small events um, because I imagine that's quite a yeah, whole other discussion. So let's pin that one. And for now, <laughs> the, um, the private client experience. Um, yes. So talk us through, well, first of all, talk us through the trailer. Like what does it look like? I mean, I know on your website and actually for the listener, definitely go and um, – jump on Beth's website. It's unleashpetphotography.com. And on the homepage, you've got this video that shows what the trailer looks like. But if somebody doesn't have an opportunity to go and look at that just yet, um, Beth, maybe you can give like a bit of a a walkthrough as to what somebody might expect if um, your trailer was coming to the front of their house. Yeah. um, So the cargo trailer it looks like one of those horse trailers if you want to envision one of those kind of that shape of a trailer and uh inside i have a side door and instead of using the back uh where usually horses come out of i have a a side door where my customers would come in and once you're inside the uh the trailer on the left hand side is a small stage that i built where my backdrops are and my studio lighting is actually hanging from the ceiling. And then uh, straight ahead of you would be um, basically my workspace, my office, which is basically just a small little desk uh, with a mounted TV. And that's where I do my editing. And then off to, to the right side of the trailer, you have a small seating area and that's where the client either sits there while I work with their dogs or it's kind of like our viewing area at the same time um, when they come back in to look at their pictures. Um, that's where they kind of hang out. So that's kind of the layout of the the trailer. <laughs> you know, Beth, you were, as you were like walking me through it then, it was like I was walking through this gigantic studio space like that. Absolutely everything, but obviously it's a trailer. So there's a way that it can be a full warehouse. So how big actually is it? Yeah. So the trailer itself is seven feet high, seven feet wide, and um, 17 feet long. So you can't go too far. (laughs) It's not very big. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to process what that is in metric (laughs) because I'm Australian. Right. (laughs) I don't know what that um, is. But I think I took a quick look and it was like five meters long. Um, so that's actually, I mean, that's not a huge space. And so you've managed to like cram heaps into there. You must have spent ages planning the design. How did that kind of, how did that come about? Like, did you map it out yourself? Did you have somebody help you? I mean, how did the actual layout get chosen? Yeah. There really isn't much out there. I basically just did a lot of Googling and a lot of YouTubing on uh, studios or small studio spaces and mobile offers, or I found a couple in the States and one in the UK that do headshots, which I thought was awesome. And I've also seen where wedding photographers have small little setups in their mobile studios. So it was really just a combination of collecting 
all the different mobile options out there that some photographers have already done and kind of squishing all those ideas inside my trailer to try and figure out what would work. That's pretty much it. I just did a lot of research before to see what I could do. And then I had to just kind of figure out what I wanted out of my studio space, really for it to do for me, you know, what I wanted to provide for the client. And then, then I just went ahead and did it myself. My, I had friends that helped me build my uh, seating area, which is kind of like a storage area at the same time as well. And then my husband and I built everything else. Wow. <laughs> what a process. So, okay, let's just break this down a little bit. So you've decided that you, like a few years ago, that you wanted this mobile trailer. Then you started doing all of this research into different options for small studio spaces. How did you then decide on this particular trailer? Like, did you have particular specs in mind? Like it cannot be smaller than this or it needs to be in this price range. Um, How did you actually choose this one for the shell? Yeah, so I had seen... I've seen RV trailers or RV units converted into studio space, which I thought was neat, but that's extra work where you have to tear down and then rebuild. So that's not really something I wanted to take on. I looked at old ice cream trucks and delivery trucks and (laughs) food trucks. I saw Uh, one in the States that was a family and wedding photographer who had converted an old, you know, food truck, which I thought was neat. Yeah. And then it basically it's for me, I didn't want to have a a used unit because then you have to tear down and then rebuild. Also, a lot of these options, you're basically buying another vehicle So if your engine breaks, then your studio is grounded until it gets fixed. So for me, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So and that that actually came, um, I have a friend that has uh, mobile pet grooming services. And I was talking to her and kind of throwing the idea around. And she was like, yes, oh my God, that's such a great idea. Uh, She's like, but the only thing I would recommend is not actually, you know, getting um, a vehicle and converting it and just get something else and then pull it with your truck. Cause I already had a truck. So then it just became, okay, well, what do I, what can I pull with my truck? First of all, weight restrictions and all that good stuff. And then, you know, uh, what are my options? So my options were cargo trailer, pretty much. I've seen, you know, convert it. But then again, if you buy used, you're still dealing with what do you have to do to make it your own. So I I went to uh, the cargo trailer factory, basically a provider and said, this is what I want to do. What can we do basically? And they, they built it to spec. I have um, insulated the walls because we have winters and summers here (laughs) and we have an AC unit and the electrical. So all that stuff had to be done in the factory. And then then it got delivered. So that's kind of how I, w- I came about the choosing that specific unit. Mm-hmm. That actually makes, I mean, you made some really good points there. Like, first of all, I think your, yeah, your friend, the groomer was incredibly smart to foresee, like you don't want to have a broken down vehicle, at least your trailer, you can hook up to something else. So yeah, um, you're way more likely to have something go wrong with it 
an engine or something than you know a flat tire you can just replace right so yep had a few of those (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's a very interesting point that I wouldn't have considered um and then I love that you just ask the factory like I mean that's their specialty sometimes as solo entrepreneurs I guess we say or self-employed people we get so used to wearing all of the hats that then we assume that we have to continue wearing all of the hats so I think it's a really good point that you made that you know there there are people that specialize in this kind of thing and so even if they've never done that trailer build before they've done lots of builds before and that's their expertise so I imagine they knew all the the ins and outs and things that you would need so you just mentioned that it was custom made the walls are insulated there's an aircon unit and then you and your husband and and some other friends also did some more things to to fit it out as well I'm seeing like quite a lot of dollar signs here. Um, So you must have done the numbers and worked out that this was a worthy return. I mean, building any studio or renting even a studio and fitting it out does have a cost anyway. Did you ever consider or did you even compare it to the cost of having a a static studio, for lack of better words, um, Beth? Yeah. Yeah, I looked at renting space I looked at shared spaces I looked at you know uh, commercial spaces and everything was either not in a location that I wanted it to be in or way out of my budget (laughs) and you know you're tacking on monthly fees rent uh, utilities it doesn't belong to you it basically, you're basically, you know, like giving somebody else your money for that space to rent the space or, you know, to buy the space and buying outright a commercial space was way outside of my budget. Yeah, I looked at all of those. <laughs> <laughs> and so actually, in comparison, the mobile studio was actually a more economical option than buying or even renting a studio space. Yeah, I mean, there is a, the initial investment. Um, it's about twenty two, twenty four thousand dollars um, is the initial investment, and then you can build on that, and you can you can start. You can even go to sixteen if you wanted, and uh, and build on that and add to it, which is what I've done. Basically, I started off. It was around sixteen, and the trailer. It's just the trailer itself was around fourteen. So I mean, it's not that bad if you compare it to you know, the rent that you would end up spending for, let's say, a year or two, you know. So actually, Beth, uh, that's actually way less than I was anticipating. So um, just clarify, we're talking in, in Canadian dollars here. So we're looking at 14000 Canadian dollars for the shell. This is what the prices that you found for the trailer itself. And then by the time you did like the insulation out of the air con and do all the fit out and everything, it ended up about double that. Is that right? No, that's oh, the... Sorry. Yeah, that's with, with, that's the custom trailer, but that's also pre-COVID. So that I'm sure has gone up quite a bit, but yeah, no, that the 14 was everything that's the custom built for the trailer. And then, then you tack on, you know, the extra for the wood for this, the stage and the wood for this, you know, the seating area 
And then, you know, but you are, as a photographer, you already have your equipment. So you, you probably not starting from scratch. So, and that's, those are, you know, smaller amounts that you can build on and you don't really need all of that right away too. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So the total uh, build cost for you, sorry, 16,000. Yes. Just the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, obviously there's like the lighting and uh, storage areas and all of this kind of thing as well. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually not bad at all. I mean, a lot of money to come up with um, and you want to do the numbers and make sure it's going to bring you back an investment. But yeah, I can see why you went for that option over the option of a static studio for lack of better word. So speaking of equipment, your ceiling height is about two meters. I think you said seven foot, didn't you? Yeah. So how do you go with lighting in that kind of space? Because I know like when looking at normal studio spaces, like two meter ceiling, I'd be like, Whoa, that's pretty low. (laughs) So to fit like a soft box or something. So how are you going with, um, yeah, with having, having room for everything. Yeah, everything is tight. <laughs> but so my, <laughs> my ceiling, well, basically my lighting is on a track system that is custom built, which from YouTube, basically, um, that's uh, just uh, up on the ceiling, and it comes down when I need it. And it's, um, it's just a small, sorry, the light is a parabolic softbox so it's just a round umbrella shape and it's uh i think it's a 25 inch so you know it's not too too big it's not too too small and i can do two on each so i have one on each side and then i can kind of move it around wherever i need there's just enough space when i have both um, up and going, there's just enough space for me to kind of squeeze in between the two lights to get to either the stage or, you know, where I need to go. I'm usually sitting on the ground most of the time anyways. So the lights on the side doesn't, doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So I imagine that yeah, you, you would have been very limited or you are limited with your options for lighting. So I imagine that you're almost doing the same well your lights don't really move that much right I mean you've only got the two um so it's the same lighting setup for every shoot I imagine just maybe um, adjusting a little bit depending on the size and that's about it and the number of subjects is that right yeah pretty much the the lighting is on a track system so I can move it back and forth you know you can change i have different soft boxes and different filters and stuff so but this the location or the distance between the subject and the light and the background never changes no yeah okay that makes total sense now and that's actually great because that means that you know you're always providing the same style images for every single client which yeah. means they know what to expect and yeah. you can market it really easily so that's actually quite interesting i actually want to dive more into the service and you know how you're marketing this and you know if part of the the selling point is that you're going 
you know, to the client's home and a bunch of other things I want to dive into. But we're going to save that for the second half of this interview, which is for members only. So let's wrap up part one now. But before we do that, I just would love for you um, to share with the audience, Beth, how they can find you. What's your website, your Instagrams, all of these things? Sure. Unleash petphotography.com same for Facebook and Instagram and um, if you have if anybody has questions or is looking for some information I do have a trailer build information package on my website that's available so that has all the information that you need uh, to get started in in a trailer build so that's there as well Oh, that is so helpful considering how much research you had to do yourself um, in order to put it together. So, wow, that is awesome. For anybody wanting to do a similar thing, definitely go ahead and check that out. But for now, we're going to wrap up this first half. And um, and if you are a member, don't forget to jump into the member zone so that you can actually hear the extended episode. If you're not a member, of course, you can join today. It's just $10 a month and club membership includes loads of perks and bonus content. So head on over to thepetphotographersclub.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.